It's Latopia Daily, the web's first daily bulletin about writing and publishing. And now, here's Peter Cox. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, and I've got a confession to make. I did go to a very good、uh, publishing party last night. And stayed a little bit too late. I don't think I had too much to drink. I'm feeling pretty good this morning.、Um, but I didn't whip out my recorder and do an interview or two, which I really intended to do. You know, it just wasn't the right moment, really. Publishing is a very gossipy sort of business, chatty and gossipy. And when you get out a recorder <laughs> and say, Would you mind just saying that again? People tend to, to shut up pretty quickly.、Um, so, Apologies for that, but、um, never mind.、Uh, there'll be another party soon, and、uh, I,、uh, I won't be so timid. But we do have Eve with Today in History. As I was Googling my way around the net for tales from the 10th of July, I came across an article from the archives of The New Yorker. On the 10th of July 1937, an article by Russell Maloney talks about the vanity publisher, Henry Harrison of 436th Avenue. Maloney says that Henry Harrison has a card index file of 30,000 odd poets with whom he keeps in constant touch, urging them to submit their work for publication, and that he is the lowest vanity publisher in the field. He edits his books, has a finger in the design, makeup, and even the typesetting, sees to their distribution and exploitation, and sometimes manages to book the authors for readings and lecture tours. The most fascinating part of this small article, though, was the last sentence. A poet pays a minimum of $225 for publication. What? Bearing in mind this was back in 1937, that the US was going through a major economic downturn, that unemployment was high, and that the average wage was $1,780 a year. Well, I'll let you draw your own conclusions about that one. Let's just say I'm fuming on behalf of those poor, poor poets 71 years later. That's it. More tomorrow. That's astounding. I had no idea that kind of thing was going on way back then. Thank you, Eve. Another fantastic nugget there. Lots to ponder over there. Mr. Harrison had a, a database or card index of 30,000 odd poets. All the poets I've ever met have been odd. I think it goes with the territory, doesn't it? Hmm. Here's Donna with the news. Thanks, Peter. I've always thought Pandora, the website that lets you input some music you like, then suggests other musicians who might interest you and other songs you might like to sing in the shower, was one of the all time great ideas. So today's top headline was really exciting for me. The Globe and Mail reports that a new website called booklamp.org is going to match readers to books by analyzing writing style. The site looks through a database of scanned texts for word patterns, looking for similarities in pacing, density, action, description, and dialogue, and then recommends matches the reader might enjoy. Right now it's in beta, which we here on Latopia Daily can relate to. But this site sounds like lots of fun. So if you're looking for the next Stephen King or Larry Niven, then check out booklamp.org. The Telegraph reports that the winner of the worst lyric of all time is a line from a group called Snap. The line, quote, I'm serious as cancer when I say rhythm is a dancer, end quote, beat out other hot contenders that were quite bad on the top ten list. My favorites were, Is that yo ass or yo mama half reindeer? And, Lucky that my breasts are small and humble so you don't confuse them with mountains. 
you have to check out the Telegraph's article online because the nominees in the comments section were just as appalling. For instance, do lyrics really get any worse than someone left the cake out in the rain and I don't think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it and I'll never have the recipe again, oh no. Or songs she sang to me, songs she brang to me. So read the article and nominate your own worst lyrics of all time. There were lots of stories today about really great ways to promote a book. There was an article about using Twitter, one on how to make your book campaign go viral, one on using a trailer quite literally, and one on using the internet effectively. I don't want to talk about any of them, so you'll just have to read them on my blog. The one I want to talk about is the story about an author who went just a little too far in promoting his book. An author named David Malone climbed the 52-story New York Times headquarter building in Manhattan, reports Online Athens. At one point, he unfurled a banner on the T of the Times sign on its building that referred to Osama bin Laden. Malone's book, Bin Laden's Plan, argues that September 11th was part of a plot by al-Qaeda to provoke the U.S. into invading Iraq, according to a summary on Amazon.com. While Malone did get attention, it was the wrong kind. He was taken to Bellevue Hospital for a mental evaluation. Criminal charges are also pending. So go ahead and promote your book like crazy, but try not to land in a mental hospital doing it. Those are today's stories, Peter. Links to these and other headlines can be found in the Write Report. I hope our listeners have a thrilling writing Thursday. Catch Latopia Daily five days a week from www.latopia.com.